This week is a special episode brought to you by 1792 Bourbon, a distinctly different bourbon created with precise craftsmanship. 1792 Bourbon is sophisticated and complex. Their unmistakable spice mingles with the sweet caramel and vanilla to create a bourbon that is incomparably brash and bold yet smooth. Made from their signature high rye recipe and the marriage of select barrels carefully chosen by their master distiller, 1792 Bourbon elevates whiskey to exceptional new heights. Because of this, 1792 Bourbon is celebrated by connoisseurs worldwide. Visit 1792bourbon.com forward slash blamo to see and download our cocktail guide and toast in style with 1792 Bourbon. Always drink responsibly and visit 1792bourbon.com forward slash blamo. My name is Jeremy Kirkland, and this is Blamo, a podcast exploring the world of fashion with the people who shape it. All right, this is the one everyone wants every year, the AMA episode. But this time, I'm joined by everyone's favorite tastemaker, Lawrence Schwassman. Let's get to it. Larry, how you doing? Great, man. How are you? Good. Okay, so this is an AMA, which... Ask, ask me anything. Ask me anything, right? These are AM, this is what we call it in the biz, dude, an AMA. You yeah, yeah. We got a bunch of questions that was mm. sent to us from Slack, from Instagram, from How bad email. was the overall quality of the questions? There was a few questions that, look, I mean, there was more than half the questions that we're not answering. <laughs> okay. Oh, only, you, got a lot, you got a lot of uh, responses. Yeah, yeah. I would say only because some of the questions were like dumb um, yeah, welcome, welcome to the party. <laughs> and when like some of them, there was nothing that was rude. Okay, that's good. That was good. There was nothing that was rude, but I was like, ask Lawrence why he's so fat. No, no nothing one said like that. anything good. like that. Respect. Yeah, no, there was no personal attacks. Because <laughs> uh, then, then, then you get. Uh, I also like you so much because even if there was a personal attack, you wouldn't tell me. So I appreciate that. No, I would. There, I swear to God, there was. Oh, you would tell me. I would tell you. <laughs> you wouldn't protect me. Well, I would protect <laughs> you, but I would also tell you. You would tell the truth. I would. I would reduce tell the, the truth. <laughs> I would reduce the intensity of the attack. Um, but before we go, yeah, Lawrence, what do you think of this bourbon? Oh, it's fucking fantastic. I can curse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, seventeen ninety two. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Three years after Columbus sailed the ocean blue, <laughs> um, a lot happened. Three hundred years. Yeah. What did I say? Three. Three hundred. Did I say three? You said three. All right, can we start again? <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. So whoever's listening, cut that. I want to know basic math. I said three. You did say three. All right, let's try that. Let's do it again. Ask no, you're fine. <laughs> so, Lawrence, what do you think of this uh, 1792 bourbon, which they are sponsoring this pod? Um, first of all, thank you for paying me to be here um, with my good friend. That's the thing, man. It's like, I already would just talk to you for free. <laughs> but the fact that someone is paying me to do it, it's like, what a beautiful Saturday. We yes. got our friend Zef here yeah. shooting photos. Uh, 1792 is delicious. <laughs> um, this is the kind of bourbon that I personally enjoy. Um, you know, a lot happened... Uh, in the 300 years between Christopher <laughs> Columbus discovering... No, he didn't discover America. That's fake news, but whatever. Sailing the ocean blue to... I don't know. Right. But either way, it's delicious. <laughs> it's, it is quite delicious. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to jump to questions here. So Cool. Question number one. I started getting with clothes during menswear and the raw denim move. Shout out to Lawrence and Sartorially Inc. Mm. Although multiple trends have come and gone, some of the fundamentals that I learned early on really structure the core pieces of the way I dress. Damn. My question for both of you is, 
Are there any core pieces that structure the way you dress, regardless of changing trends? So for sure. That's Lawrence. a good question. Yeah, what what are the core pieces throughout all the stuff that you have? Uh, thank you for that uh, eighth grade level essay. Um, uh, uh, just recently, like uh, I've been getting. Well, I guess this has always been a core piece, but it's something I'm getting way back into. Uh, Clark's, dude. Clark's? Wall- wallabies. I wore wallabies in college. I wore like the mid the mid top version, yeah. and I wore desert tracks, and I also wore um, desert boots. But now I've been coming back to wallabies, specifically just like the classic sand suede lows. Though now I kind of like pivoted away from the, yeah. the mid top. Just the best, man. I'm a big footwear guy. I don't know, like when you build an outfit. I don't know, like build an outfit. That sounds so stupid. When you are <laughs> getting dressed, when you're when you're building your fit. No, yeah. it's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll tell uh, the truth. I, you know, I've always said that. Like I personally start at the bottom. Uh, because like, well, one, I have so much footwear, right? Yeah. And then two, it's just like literally and figuratively, it's the foundation of the fit. So for me, I'm always thinking about footwear, but yeah, coming back to for sure Clark's. And then I think loafers, right? Loafers are having this like, yeah, we're both wearing loafers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this huge moment. It's funny. I guess like people are really truly burned out on sneakers to some degree. And it's nice to see people like coming back to something that one, just super classic. And then I don't know about you. I have, I have so many pairs of loafers still like left over from you oh, know, yeah. when that, when I was only wearing, you know, proper hard bottom shoes, but um, yeah, penny loafers, Gucci horse bits, even more spicier stuff. Like these are a uh, Nepco, the Nepenthas. Oh um, yeah. I was going to ask. Yeah. You, so it's just like, yeah, there's just like a, it's like an, it's Navy. It's in, uh, which is a wild footwear color choice, but um, they're like croc embossed and uh, yeah, just, uh, just lo- like loafers, Clarks. I don't know. What about you? Any, anything? Dude, what, what have we missed? I, I w- no, it's right. I would say for me, it sounds so lame, but denim shirts. Mm, you're wearing a beautiful I'm, denim shirt. I'm wearing right a now. denim shirt now, yeah. but like yeah. a we- like a western or like a, a yeah, work like a wear? western, okay. like a western shirt. Yeah. Like that was stuff that I was wearing literally, you know, what eight nine years ago, and now that yeah, it's that, never left my outfit. There's the, so much stuff that I've gotten yeah, that like I, get, sure. I kick out of my closet. I love like a vintage Wrangler, and I love like, and I guess maybe Cuccinelli kind of came up with this spicy styling maneuver but the the denim like a western denim shirt with like a sport coat or even with like a yeah. suit so good i guess it's kind of like a ralph thing yeah. um i guess cuccinelli and ralph are kind of like similar in that respects as far as like you know dressing Mixing. down tailoring with like americana elements even yeah. though obviously cuccinelli's italian but um yeah no i'm a big fan i have a i just got a um i have a an lvc LV, no, uh, what's the other Levi's? Levi's Vintage Clothing? Yeah, no, what's their other brand? Made and Crafted? Is that another oh, Levi's? Levi's Made and Crafted. I, I just got, um, they sent me, um, uh, uh, like a, it's like a drop shoulder. It's more oversized, so I couldn't necessarily wear it with, with a suit, but I also agree, denim shirting for sure. Super versatile. Um, yeah. Dope. A lot of great foundational stuff from the old days that you can kind of come back to, right? Yeah. They're classics and timeless for a reason. <laughs> um, okay, question number two. I was a huge fan of how to talk to girls at parties. What was Lawrence's favorite Tumblr post from that entire era? <laughs> My favorite Tumblr post? <laughs> There's literally thousands. Exactly. Of which I remember zero. <laughs> um, I don't know. My favorite Tumblr post. Shit, dude. I'm trying to think if I could even really remember. I don't know. I, that is, There's no way I could possibly remember it. I think. Well, what's one that you remember? Because if you remember, it's definitely impactful. If I remember it, I don't know, dude. Probably uh, 
copping up, copping to the fact that I was co-writing Fuck Yeah Menswear, that was probably an, an important moment. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that he also, I'm just completely speculating. I have literally no memory of any single post. I think, how about this? Maybe is that not the bigger message here? The transient nature of fucking mood boards? It's like, really? Is there anything that, like, anybody can remember from that time? Do you remember any posts that you had on Tumblr? Oh, busted. No. Honestly, you know what I do? I do remember. I remember probably me reblogging you in a full Rick fit when you were in your Rick phase. Oh, yeah. Shit was big gas. Man. Yeah. What happened? All? You sold all that stuff, right? Well, I sold some. I, I gave some away. I have a pair of Boris pants that you... Uh, oh, yeah, I did. I gave you some Boris pants. Yeah, they're good. Um, I definitely haven't worn them in years, but they're... I've kept on I've held, like, i'm holding on to him so clearly there's something there yeah i had some boris pants i had some a 1923 stuff yeah um yeah there's some weird i things. have other stuff actually from you you gave me some jordans from that period of time oh yeah you gave me i got um, on the jordan flow through my old job for just like a very short amount of time <laughs> who were those jordans supposed to go to is the question because it Ooh. definitely was not you, <laughs> you no it was say? definitely not me i think it was supposed to go to interpol <laughs> Like what? I think it was supposed to go to one of the dudes from the XX, and he didn't want him. Oh, really? To Jamie from the XX, because actually that was how I met. I got closer to the Supreme dudes mm. because Jamie from the XX. This is pre Tyler the Creator and pre yeah. Odd Future. They sent some stuff over, um, and Jamie was like super into it, and we brought Jamie over to the Supreme offices. Oh, shit. And they thought Jamie was really cool because he, the only Supreme that he liked was the mini, mini box logo t-shirt. Oh, okay. The yeah, one that yeah. was like the little embroidered box logo, mm -hmm. and they were showing him all this other stuff, and he didn't want anything. So they were like, fuck. So it's like, yeah, so he, his, his rejection of the everything is what made him cool. That is, yeah, it's 100% true That's story. That's such a Supreme thing, where the, it's like, they were like, only wanting to fuck with people that fucking hate them, or don't fuck with any <laughs> of their shit yeah yeah because they were like oh man and jebbia wasn't there uh i've like never really interacted with that dude in person but yeah. jebbia wasn't there and but he was like a huge fan of jamie xx you know so like, they're both british i guess that's a thing right yeah like they are all into weird you know like music genres that are names that i don't even know sure like i don't know where the grime culture came from <laughs> but anyway um all right Question number three. What makes someone stylish in these modern anything-goes times? Uh, being original, right? I think that um, that's something that I think has, has been lost on like maybe like a, a younger generation who like, you know, think about it, right? There's like a whole generation of kids that have like the same style icons like it. So, and a lot of them are rappers, which yeah. I think is cool and interesting, but like, you know, if, if everyone is looking towards uh, Tyler, the creator or Kanye West or maybe ASAP Rocky, Lil Uzi Vert. So if everyone is looking at the same guys mm -hmm. and um, you know, they're pulling kind of like the same, and I'm never going to hate on anyone for, for being inspired. I, I mean, that's, it's like one of the foundational elements of like, you know, humanity or whatever. But um, I think when the pool is so small, um, then you see like a lot of people that are dressing alike. So for me, I think it's about like risk taking or doing something different. Like when I see something really interesting that like a friend does like you or something like, you know, something that's original or I haven't seen before or makes me like rethink how to wear something. Maybe it's brand new or something that's already in my wardrobe. But that originality and, and um, you know, that freshness is at least what, what inspires me at this point. 
point, especially as someone who like looks at clothing or clothing related stuff like all day. And right. not that I've seen everything or claim to know everything, but I see a lot of stuff. So when I see something that like really interests me, um, that really excites me, it's typically something like, again, original or, you know, a twist on maybe something um, that you've seen before, but in like in a fresh new way. I yeah. That's at least for me. I would, yeah, I would say an example of this was, um, I know he's still out there, Justin Doss. Yo, shout out JD. Yeah, who would always mix and yeah. like everything he Crazy. did was like the basically like the quintessential explanation of what original was. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just like stuff that he would mix in so much that because I remember um, I talked to Jim Moore about uh, when I was interviewing at GQ. Whoops, never happened. <laughs> but um, he was telling me that like Justin's level was always like way past what the readers were. Oh, like, for way sure. Past what for anyone sure. Could understand. Yeah. That yeah. was like super. Original. No, I mean, and I think that's like, and I think there, here's the thing, right? I think there is, there is a point where like, if you're dressing in such an esoteric nature, like if you're dressing for the sake of being esoteric or the sake of being weird, like yeah. that to me is when it becomes like a 180, and it's like, I, I, and I know some, and I'm not going to name any names, but I think there's some people that do that. Like, I want to be weird for weirdness's sake. And I think that that's when it crosses a point. But I'm I'm for pushing the boundaries. But, like, you know, I, I think doing it for the right reasons, not just to, like, have people, like, say like say or think that you're weird i think that's when like the plot gets lost a little bit right but 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 finding and it's different for everybody right like everyone's cruising altitude is different and is unique to them but like when you do find that sweet spot um and when you feel comfortable taking that risk and trying something new that's typically when i think like um the most exciting you know dressing happens like when i do something that i like i'm like man maybe this is like you know i'm not sure that's typically when i'm exciting myself the most yeah yeah, like fair. buying a blue pair of loafers. Dude, that, no, that's know. sick. That's sick. All right, lighter note. Please. If you could only wear three brands for the rest of your life, what Come would on, they be? Uh, I know. It's, it is a No, very... no, it's like hard. It's super hard. I don't know. Three brands for the rest of my life. So you got to like figure, like you got to think about brands that like make a variety of stuff, you know? So what are we talking about? We're talking about like Ralph Lauren probably. Okay. Even though I wear like no Ralph, but like I think that just shows how strong Ralph is. Um, Ralph Lauren, Nike, right? Yeah, yeah. Nike's um, a brand. Hmm. I don't know, man. Needles. I love needles. I'm going through a big needles phase right now. I mean, I don't know. That's a hard question. What about you? I mean, I can't even be like that. Was a shitty answer because that's a really hard question. Yeah. Uh, I would say engineered garments for sure. Wearing EG pants right now, man. I know. I almost do. <laughs> Real talk. I almost wore those exact pants. That would have been sick. And dude. I was like, you know That'd what? I bet because then we could have taken a couple's fit pick, dude. I wish you had done it. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah. Enjoy your garments, Cuccinelli, and uh, maybe Ralph. Yeah. So hard again. Three. Now, if you open up to like five. A little more wiggle room, but yeah, yeah, it's a hard question. You know, it's funny. Here's the other thing, too. It isn't so much that, like, I have so many favorite brands. It's that most brands are, like, not that great and only do, like, maybe one thing well. So I think the 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 difficulty of that question is an indictment of brands. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Brands in general. Brands is a concept. Fashion brands specifically there you go. in this case. But, yeah. Um, can you both answer the fail gang classic Mount Rushmore of sneakers plus non-sneakers? 
The funny, the line that runs through all of these questions yeah. is every single person is mildly obsessed with Lawrence and wants to know yeah. about everything you do. Listen, man, um, <laughs> that's just the life of a public figure, dude. How about this? Well, I'll do both, but honestly, for me, I'm like so uh, specific in my footwear tastes. Um, I could like just boil it down to a Mount Rushmore of all footwear as opposed to like splitting it up. But right. in the interest of, of keeping it, well, let me do non foot let me do non sneakers first. So okay. for me, it's gonna be Gucci loafers. It's gonna be Clark's Wallabies. Yep. It's gonna be Blundstones. Ah, yeah. Uh Chelsea Boots, the five hundred or the five fifty. And the last one will be let's fucking do it, dude. Let's do a pair of double monk straps. And let's oh. and, and let's do <laughs> Yo, and that's the no, actually no, I changed my mind. That's wrong. It's okay. it's Belgian loafers. Oh. But I also but also it's like, yo, man, when are the double monks coming back? That's my question to you, but who and who knows? Well, I mean, you gotta start wearing them again. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, facts, facts. Uh, and then for sneakers, it's it's uh, it's uh, Air Jordan ones, uh, Chicago colorway. It's um, it's um, it's uh, Air Force One lows, white, white uptowns. Yep. Um, it is. They're like all gonna be fucking Nikes, probably. Which I guess is kind of like checks over stripes, my guy. No, um, no uh, Reebok. Oh, no, I mean, not really, you know, I don't know. That's fine. I mean, I'm trying to think if like I should keep it to like just like what I what I think are the best sneakers of all time. I know it's honestly it's probably like fucking Jordan fours. Oh. Love fours. Um, Jordan fours. Yeah. Pegged you for a uh, white white cement threes. I like I like threes, too, but I, I prefer fours. Um Damn, and then a fourth sneaker. Honestly, bro, it's fucking it's Chuck Chuck Taylor's man. It just is what like oh, yeah. honestly like let, the classics are the classics for a reason. That might be a boring answer. Or and here's the thing, it's like I also think when it, and I, because I asked this question every or I, we ask we I should say shout out James we ask this question every week. Um, you know, there's something to be said about like I think you can have respect for classic sneakers that like maybe you don't necessarily wear all the time or even like have a pair of in your current rotation. But like, again, I think with, like, for the most part, I think a majority of sneakers are bad that I personally would not even, even think about wearing. That's yeah. how, but so for me, it's like, those are, those would be my four favorite because I think they're just, they're classics for a reason. I mean, that's, it just is what it is. But I think that, uh, that applies particularly to sneakers versus the footwear all time. That's stuff that I'm going to like that I have right now. that I have multiple pairs of that. I'm going to wear all the time. Sneakers. I think it's like a different thing. You got to kind of go the Mount Rushmore. I might not wear that stuff, but I respect it. And I salute those sneakers and I thank them for their service. All right, how your many, turn. How many pairs of shoes do you have real quick? I don't know, fucking 75. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. My wife is going to kill me, dude. It's, and it's only getting worse because I, I accumulate, dude. I'm, I've, I've been selling more stuff recently. Um, like a good example. Oh, actually, I don't want to say because I don't want people to stop sending me free shit. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> go. You go. Uh, damn, I don't know. I mean... I would just say like my it would be Alden Leisure Hand Stones, um, which is what I'm wearing right now. Um, I'll just put them all together because I don't have that many sneakers. Sneakers, Alden Leisure Hand Stones, Adidas Sambas, mm, great shoe. Yeah, um, I would say some form of a Chuck a Boot, probably a Wallaby. 
Mm. And then fourth shoe, probably like Allura Piana open walk. Really? Yeah, dude. It's a killer shoe. It's like, because you can wear it with suits. You can, and like, yeah, yeah. every time you wear it. I think versatility is big, and that's why I love like Gucci loafers. If I could only wear one. Uh, f- like one footwear item for the rest of my life, I would go with Gucci loafers. And we also, both of us didn't mention, but I think deserve mentioning Baswegians. Like, can't go wrong oh, yeah, there. Geez. But yeah, I think, yeah, th- the idea of versatility, I think that's what like a lot of kids that are coming up as sneakers are like cresting and hitting their peak that they're like, they're missing the point of versatility. Like, I love sneakers and like I want to wear sneakers all the time, but like to have, to, to invest money in like, and a, a pair of Bass Regions isn't expensive, but, he, but like a pair of Gucci loafers like that you could like to actually have a shoe that you could wear to a job interview to a wedding. Like if at a certain age that becomes clear to people. But like, let's let's not forget that, kids. You can't <laughs> still got to grow up, bro. If you're going to wear a sneaker, if, if anyone wore sneakers to my wedding, bro, I would have fucking <laughs> I would. I, that's so disrespectful. Come on. Grow um, up, kids. All right. Um, do any of the run-of-the-mill Oxfords still sit in your closet? Why or why not? Ooh. I'll answer this first. Sure. No. Because no. I gave them to my little brother, and yeah. I um, have a lot of clothes. Yeah. The answer is no for me, but I just wore mine to shreds. I, I eventually... Um, I turned a few of them into like band collars. Yeah, by, you know, cutting taking, the collar off. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I just warm till they're shredded. And like honestly, the bigger thing for me is that um, I'm just too fat now. <laughs> I don't think they would they, they they would they would fit. Um, but yeah, those were great shirts, man. We did a great job. Yeah, pat ourselves on the back for that one. Um, this question's for Jeremy. Jeremy, were you? I'm reading this by the way. Were you mad Larry didn't go to your wedding in St. <laughs> Louis and went to Mexico instead? Full disclosure, I sent this to Lawrence ahead of time because I was so blown away that someone knew about this. Well, because I, and you didn't know, but I had just mentioned that on, on the most recent episode of Failing Uppers. I feel really bad about it, <laughs> but we're so far removed now. And like, you're a dad, and like, yeah, wedding, listen. I res- I am a person who respects the sanctity of marriage, and okay. my wedding was the best day of my life. And now, with hindsight being twenty twenty, I, I I can't forgive myself for <laughs> it will, I'll take this I'll take this shame to my grave that I missed your wedding. It's terrible, but like yo, at the time I was like free vacation to Mexico, dude. I threw the deuces up and, and bounced on you. It was bad, I w- and I definitely didn't tell you that. I think I probably I probably lied. Like I'm a bad no, person, you told, man. No, I I because I, I probably told it. you after the fact, but you no, you told me you're like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to make it because you're like, I already have this thing oh, that work, I, this I'm going work trip, to. yeah. And also, like my wedding was a bit of a destination wedding. It was in St. Louis. I mean, so was mine. You, you know. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> and you came to my wedding, and you were one of my groomsmen. Honestly, dude, it but, is. Uh, I, 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 um, listen. My worst quality is that I can be a bit of a selfish person. And, that's everyone's worst quality. And um, every so often, because I like and I want to improve. I want to like I want to think critically about myself, and I want to self improve. And then I like think of a thing like that, and I'm just like. I fucking hate myself, dude. I can't <laughs> believe I did that. What a dick move. But anyway, you, um, know, you hate to see it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I did. I'm sorry, dude. Well, I, I, I'm gonna f- listen, man. I, I asked for your. I might not be able to forgive myself, but if you could forgive me, Lawrence, you are more than forgiven. And that trip wasn't even good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, bro. Fuck. Whatever. I should have been in St. Louis with the boys. 
Elizabeth, right. if you're listening, I also I beg for your forgiveness as well. She's definitely listening because when I showed her this, she's like, "Oh, I, I want I want to hear this whole podcast." <laughs> she's a, she's a bigger fan of, of you than anyone I've ever. She met. has great taste. What can I say? She married you. She's a big fan go. of me. You know. There you go. Um, but yeah, don't worry about that stuff. I don't. Thanks, really dude. Care. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll try not to beat myself. I literally have been because because it got brought up just so recently. This has been it's been weighing on me because I, I you know me I'm like you know I live in the moment so I had forgotten that and I was like I can't believe I did that but whatever we can move you're, on. You're good. Um, Thanks, dog. Someone said this question's for Lawrence. Does Lawrence own any of his Cuccinelli or hashtag Menswear Era stuff? I remember he had a blue double breasted jacket that I think was from Cuccinelli. I'm going to correct that question. It was actually from Isaiah. Yeah, probably. Or or depending on which one they're talking about. Well, anyway, here's the thing. I have everything. Do you really? I have. I, it's all. Um, and it's funny because I don't even. It's not like I have. You know, we talk to a lot of people on failing uppers, like more like OG type guys. And I'm sure you do too. You do as well on Blamo. This I like. I don't have a storage unit. I had a storage unit at, at no, one time, either. but but um, I never even had clothes in there. That was just like you know more like home goods and shit that that Jen and I had accumulated over you know dating and, and now being married many years. But um, no, I have everything. Um, the, the what he's talking about is either Isaiah or potentially LBM 1911. Oh jeez, um, I remember. Because I, I just have, I have like a lot of blue sport coats, but um, not much of it fits me. But um, I lost some weight before my honeymoon. I brought a lot of the stuff with me, uh, and then I have like, you know, my Isa. I have an Isaiah uh, blueberry dyed uh, suit that I like wear. It's shout the out best, to Gash. Man. Yeah, shout out to Gash. Um, but yeah, no, I I still literally have everything. And it's just sitting in my apartment and. Yeah, I don't again. I don't run a lot of it back, but there's, there's, you know, I revisited some of that stuff recently, like when I went to Italy, and there's some heat, man, and it holds up. So, dude, the uh, the one of the greatest like Instagram marathons. Oh, was thank your, you, man. Was yeah, your dude, honeymoon. it was. Uh, <laughs> what can I say, man? You know, that was uh, that was an exercise in uh, in flexing. You know, can I, and uh, uh, you know, it was it was an enjoyable experience, and I'm happy that other people uh, enjoyed it as well. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Mmm, you smell that? No? Oh, because you're listening to a podcast? Well, I can smell it, and that sweet smell is my glass of 1792 bourbon. I'm drinking the award-winning Full Proof right now. Tasty. It's made from their signature high-rye recipe and the marriage of select barrels carefully chosen by their master distiller. 1792 bourbon elevates whiskey to exceptional new heights. Because of this, 1792 bourbon, it's celebrated by connoisseurs worldwide, including myself. That's why they've won Bourbon of the Year by acclaimed whiskey critic Jim Murray two years in a row. Hey, Jim said it's the best, so there it is. You can use 1792 bourbon to make all your favorite bourbon spirits, but I prefer the old-fashioned. Visit 1792bourbon.com forward slash blamo to see and download our cocktail guide and toast in style with 1792 bourbon. Always drink responsibly and visit 1792bourbon.com forward slash blamo. Um, this is, someone wrote, this is a question that might get you guys mad at each other. Well, cool. it's not going to happen. Um, who dresses better, Jeremy or Lawrence? Oh, dude, first of all, I have said this on record before. I think you have, uh, the best personal style of, you know, and listen, we know a lot of stylish people. Yeah. I would say we have probably some of the best dressed friends in New York. I mean, again, I, I, that's me. I'd agree with that. You know, that's, um you know that that's subjective um and we're very biased but no i think you have amazing personal style and to be honest uh 
I would say, and, and you know, maybe this is me, you know, perjuring myself to some degree, but as you have kind of gone through your style evolution, I think I've always kind of been there seeing you take that first leap and being like, damn, you know, what? I'm going to try that. He, you know, when, when like you had the sport coats and I was like, I want to dress up a little bit and he's wearing Rick, I'm going to dabble in, you know, the, the dark arts. And it's like, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, then you become, then you, you know, you're, you're both over 30 and we're grown ass men and, uh, and and then it's kind of like, you know, you find that sweet spot. But no, I would say you, dude, all, all day, man. That's not even that's, that's not even a question. That's super kind to you. But I Thanks, would uh, you're the only person I've ever met who can will styles and things <laughs> into existence. Yeah, but I don't know if that's like good with great no, power no, no. comes great responsibility. <laughs> and the question is, is like, you know, have, have I held up my end of the bargain? But here's, here's the difference. You and I would wear the same thing. I would wear something and someone would be like, yeah, that guy looks kind of like a clown. <laughs> And then no you'd way. wear it and be like, man, that guy's so cool. Have you ever seen it? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it goes by LAS. Oh, man. Like, oh, man. Well, listen, to this day, you're the only one in this room who has a test shot by Jake Davis. So, Oh, man. Jake an, Davis. An, an, an infamous test shot at that. Um, but, Someone uh, asked a question about that. Actually, I did. Incredible. I didn't put it on the thing, but I'm like, well, why? What do you want? It's we've talked about it on other things. The best. It's like 15 years Moy ago. Moy shaking the tree, <laughs> dude. The woman. I do remember the woman at NYU like called the NYU. Uh, like security. Oh, really? On us. Damn. And she kept yelling down to Jake Davis and, and Jake was like, All right, oh yeah, thanks, thanks so much, ma'am. Okay, I appreciate it. And then he'd be like, John, why don't you shake that tree one more time? <laughs> why don't you shake the why don't you shake that tree one more time, buddy? <laughs> um Lawrence has answered this before on failing upwards, but what up and coming brands are you most excited about? I don't even know if that's a question anymore. Every brand is up and coming. I, at the I wrote. Same time. I, wrote, I wrote a list. I, really? I, I hate. Yeah, because I knew someone was going to ask, and I didn't want to blow it. Um, first of all, yeah, fuck this question, man. Like, I hate when people ask this. <laughs> we can um, do any of this. Stuff, no, no, I can, no. I can. All right. It. So I just wrote a couple. I literally thought about for two seconds this morning. And and, and here's the thing. This is what I hate, man. Because <laughs> if people listen at home, like I knew that. Fucking cool, dude. You know, I don't know if one person discovers <laughs> one new thing, then we did our job. All right, here's one that you don't know, though, you fucking assholes listening. <laughs> Do you know, so the Daiki Suzuki's old design assistant just last year launched the newest uh, Nepenthes brand, and it's not like getting a ton of shine yet, but if you want to get in early, it's called AIE, which stands for Arts and Education. It's really fucking good. Oh, my God. It looks like a lot of, it's a lot of the same shapes. And styles as the other Nepenthes brands because like here's the thing that we got we should just talk about real quick. Nepenthes is the best collection of brands on the planet, right? Top to bottom. Needles, real quick, South okay. to West Eight, Engineer Garments, um, Nepco, and I'm missing a bunch. Um, Engineer, yeah. Oh, yeah uh, but said. but this is a new one. It's called Arts and Education, uh, and the prints and the fabrics and the prints. It's like super loud, okay. so it's kind of like oh, like I love a carpenter pant, and I can get it in like olive drab or navy. For from like EG or maybe in some like crazy luxurious fabric from needles. But like this guy is doing it in like fucking leopard print or something crazy. And, right. and, and it, it, it's, it's very bold and it's very brash. Um, but there it's classic Americana menswear shape. So, so it, 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 it fits perfectly within the Nepenthes kind of roster of brands. So that's a new one. Uh, I love this brand Aries. Uh, which uh, they just did a collab with New Balance, so I think uh, they're, they're on a bunch of people's radar right now. But they do like really cool. I guess you would call it like luxury streetwear. I want to shout out DeVoe. Uh, I think what Tommy Tan is doing at a vo at DeVoe is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, the most recent show is a fucking smash, and like this might be like the hottest take of all time. But like, who 
is really carrying on the kind of like torch from Phoebe Philo and what she did at Celine. Obviously, I know everyone is all over the new Bottega that's happening right now, but like DeVoe is amazing. And then there's another brand, Cobra SC, which does shirting. Cobra, like snake? Yeah, Cobra and uh, Cobra and then SC. And they do shirting and uh, suiting. And it's kind of like scumbag Tom Ford vibes, but like more punk rock. So so I really like that. Um, Dang. So yeah, so no, I thought about, I just thought about it real quick and I wrote it down because like the last thing I want to do is have someone ask the question and have not have an answer. And I know we could just edit it out, but I'm a fucking professional dude. <laughs> and I hold myself accountable for the fucking people because I live to serve. So you know what? Fucking, oh, maybe you knew some of them. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> Whatever. I answered the question. I held the mind of the bargain done. What about you? Do you have an answer or... <laughs> Um, <laughs> how about how about this? First off, uh, how how's your how's your bourbon? Oh, it's delicious, dude. Yeah, uh, you yeah, like that seventeen ninety two that that smooth smooth. Yo, it is actually extremely smooth. So normally I'll do bourbon on the rocks. I'm I'm doing this just straight. You're up. Doing neat, yes, yeah, so neat boy, it's neat. Yeah, it's uh, it's great, man. And All again, right. thank you for paying me to be here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, most under the radar brands. I don't. I don't no, really nothing, know. Here's the thing. Nothing is under the radar. Yeah. It, it, it's under the radar until it just like fucking goes nuclear. And obviously, like when you exist in our world, like the bar of undiscovered is like because of the internet and, and, and everyone's intense enthusiasm. It's like if you weren't like the first one to like discover it, like at this point, there's probably a bunch of people that, that do know about it. And I know there's some people that want things to stay undiscovered and they want to hold them dear and not share them with other people. I'm like completely against that. Um, yeah, I want, I, I think like good taste should be, um, available to everyone and worshipped by everyone so I'm all for any brand fucking blowing up and, and being huge whether I was like the first person to fucking discover it or I'm the one millionth like that doesn't matter to me um, but uh, but yeah oh there you go shout out to brands um, I'll, I'll jump to the next question for the sake of time sure because um, there's a bunch left but we can also I'm going to nix a bunch of these um, what are what are both of your must must haves for the approaching fall winter season I'll go first sure. if you want to think. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've I have an addiction to buying outerwear, and I got yeah, I got uh, I got a new coat because mm. I you know because I don't need a new coat, but yeah. I got a new coat that's uh, pretty sick. It's like a navy cashmere down coat. Fire Cuccinelli. Nice. So shout out to the to the Coochie team over there. The good folks at Cuccinelli. Um, definitely not free, but. But got it. <laughs> <laughs> but acquired. Target acquired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'll also do outerwear. Um I I don't know. I'm not gonna like shout out a, sp- a particular brand, but uh a a full raglan sleeve car coat is just like I've worn so many different I went through a duffel coat phase. I went through um oh, yeah. like a downfilled phase, but like I have fine I I feel like and this might change but I settled on it last fall I feel like I'm settling on it now um there's some amazing ones that Beams Plus has done over the years oh in, yeah like, patchwork and stuff um I'm trying to find one you know it's Japanese sizing so I need to find like an XL so that's been difficult that would be like the ideal version in my own head of this classic style gussied up with crazy patchwork yeah. um but a, a full raglan sleeve uh car coat 
um, I, I think is a must. And then, I mean, you know, I, 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 sh- I say it all the time. And I shout from rappers, rafters, excuse me, just get you. Everyone needs blundstones, man. And I know it's like a thing where it's like everyone in Brooklyn wears blundstones. But it's like, yeah, because they look good. Yeah. And they fucking get the job done and they're not going to break the bank. And yeah, you could get the Prada version, which I did. Uh, did you really? I have those. Yeah. They're Flex. super uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. That's and yeah. I, and I, I, I wear them, but it's like, yo, man, Blundstone, whether it's 500s or you want to spend a little more for 550s to get that extra cushioning. Like it's just, yo, man, like I'm never mad at, at something again being like everywhere or like it's too popular it's like yo that's because it's fucking great so yeah uh that that for me honestly honestly in the fall and winter if you see me in the streets nine out of ten ten i'm gonna be in blundstones and i think they look great when they're fucking thrashed and destroyed and then you can you know a couple years later move on to the next pair they just get the job done and and i don't care if if everyone expects me to say (laughs) that that's just the right answer so um what is the watch that lawrence is always wearing at one point, it was this one watch when they were doing the TV show, and I think it's a different watch now. Can you find out? Oh, uh, well, for many years, I wore a custom modded Seiko diving watch that I recently upgraded to a uh, Rolex Sea Dweller. So, Boom. big flex alert. Um, Ultimate yeah, flex. but but my thing is, I personally love. Well, you're first of all, you're the watch guy, and almost everything that I know about watches, which admittedly is like just a drop in the pool of of what is out there, is fr- is from you. Um, so I just want to shout out you, and I you consulted, you were consulted on the purchase. Uh, of this watch as well but it's um, an excellent for, watch but for thank you very much but for me a um uh just a classic dive watch like whether it's a sub or a sea dweller yeah, yeah. or um a, a seiko or a version by someone else um that to me is like my personally that's a favorite kind of watch you can't really wear it with a suit which is a bummer you um, can wear that with a suit i don't know Dude, james bond wore it with a suit oh he's james bond <laughs> um true. but uh but outside of that thing um and, and when I said a suit, I really more of like, I didn't like wear it. I'm not going to wear it with like, uh, I haven't worn it to like any weddings that I've been to recently. It doesn't feel formal, I guess is what I'm saying. It's fair. So, you know, outside of having maybe like a Cartier tank on deck for like those moments, uh, for me, just like a, a traditional uh, diving watch, uh, dive watch, you can't go wrong. And obviously, you know, Rolex is Rolex. And that was something that I had been um, trying to, not trying, I had been saving up for or trying to, I guess, trying to acquire for many years that, that, I, ha- that I have recently. Yeah. So, yeah. So, watch aren't cheap but yeah. the best part and i mean i tell everyone about this and i guess like, the tv was he talking about fashion bros is that what he is that what that that was I that guess. is a convoluted question just be like you could just be like what watch does lawrence wear <laughs> um and then uh yeah i mean that's well, why I, multiple I, people ask about the, your watch yeah right now, which is uh, funny that was just one of the ones it's a little nosy i think like it. that kind of thing is just like oh well, like is it expensive or whatever i mean my thing is like uh yeah the seiko i wore for many years which like keeps great time sur- survived you know every fucking trip i ever went on that was you know i don't know how much are those they're pretty cheap right Seiko's it's like th- uh, zef how much is a seiko like that cost Four hundred? No way, really? That I don't remember spending that much. Well, but probably gone up. But you remember your Bokies Seiko yeah, boy dude. backwards? That dude, he modded it out because I wanted it to look super clean. So he and and I, I got a Cyclops put on it, which was uh, oh, which um yeah, which I have learned, which I have now come to like enjoy less. But I always love that the like obviously on, on the sub most famously, but um and the GMT, but uh but yeah, now now I got a uh, the Sea Dweller. I'll go on a mini rant about watches because go off, King. Like, basically every. Almost any watch you buy, whether it's a $75 Swatch or a $30,000 Patek Philippe, 
they all basically do the exact same thing, which is tell you time. Yeah. But I, the one thing that I always tell everyone, because they're like, well, how much money should I spend on my first watch? It's like, do you ever want to sell it? Do you, do you look at it as an investment? Or yeah. do you look at it as this? And so like, I'm always like, let those questions shape how you purchase it. Because like, you know, that Yuboki's watch, that's an amazing watch. And that means a ton to you because you've also had yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I gave it to my brother. And, it like, and that was like a great moment. And like, because the watch, and I won't get into this whole thing, but like the watch means a lot, a lot of stuff to me, very specific things based on like where I was in my life when I bought it and like what it meant to me over many years. And I was able to then like, you know, share that with somebody else, which is like really, I thought was, was great and super important yeah. um, and, and was wonderful to do. And again, it's like, those are things that you can't, like who cares what the monetary value was, the MSRP. It's like, what did the watch mean to you? You know, it, there's so many other factors. Um, yeah. Cause know. there's a bunch of people that I think they, they want to get a watch for, I can't say it's the wrong reason, but people want to get like status. I think it's like, you know, I think for men, it's like a very obvious, especially too. like, this is going to sound funny, but like in New York where people don't really like drive, like you and I don't have cars, like which which would normally be like, you know, whatever. It's like an LA thing. Right. But so I think that watches, not that watches aren't beautifully construct constructed and, you know, can be investment opportunities. But I think it's like, yeah, people, when you go into it, like a status thing, it's, I think that's gross personally. Yeah. It's something I've never subscribed to because for me, it's not about what it projects to other people but like it's what it means to the wearer and i think some people do think about it that way but i think a lot of young people are very focused on like like whoever asked that question or if you if you asked a question it's like why did you ask are you trying to like reverse engineer somebody's salary or oh yeah or economic standing it's like what are we really doing here you know no man that's you that's know? true it's true anyway um all right we got a few questions left sure someone said okay why do you think so many hardcore punk kids grow into fashion careers which is, I was like, that's a good question. Yeah, so every yo, so many fucking think about every, any subculture, like the uniform and the rules, if we can call them that, scare quotes. Uh, you know, that informs so much skateboarding, hardcore. You know, th- this is you know wearing the right shirt, the right sneakers. You know, right, right. You know, f- first it's like you know whose whose deck were you skating? It's like you know, like you know, it, this to me, it's it's just like um. It, it's uh, this kind of the visual representation and and again the rules around that is woven into the fabric of of, of every major subculture and that obviously rubs off on the people that participate in those subcultures and I think that's why um, it, specifically in our world the those subcultures that have a focus on garments like wearing the right band tee or the right. right skaters pro model sneaker or whatever it is like you see the people come out of that and that kind of like is the bug or plants to seed to a greater interest about clothing and discovery and just like you, you're diving into hardcore and discovering bands and doing research you know that can be applied to a million things within fashion and, and other you know watches and cars and all this kind of stuff right yeah no i agree i mean i always tell people it's like well look the hardcore scene was basically like this really tight-knit community of people who were somewhat outcasts yeah and found a community from it but with menswear at least way earlier on i think at times like liking clothes at least like at my when i was a lot younger when i was into clothes I got made fun of because I like some of those clothes, mm-hmm. but it, I also got made fun of because I like some of those bands. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just always kind of been, you know, kind of straying a little bit off the beaten path. Sure. And so the, I don't know, but like I feel like 
at the end of the day, everyone, you just want some form of a community. Absolutely. A thousand yeah. percent. Human connection. That's important without a doubt. Yeah. Um, Lawrence might have said this before, but who is the ultimate fail gang guest? He's had a lot of people on... What? Who is the ultimate fail gang guest? I'll just leave it at that. Uh, that like we've had or that we haven't booked? I mean, I want to fucking meet Shia LaBeouf, dude. Uh, Kanye has failed me as a as a as an icon, so I'm I'm done with his ass. Um, <laughs> that new record is straight booty. Um, booty you know, as in bad? Yeah, booty as in straight ass, dude. Shit sucks. Um, it feels unfinished. That's my review. <sighs> what a fucking bum. To answer the question, the ultimate fail game guest was probably Jonah Hill. The fact that we willed that into existence that's was pretty amazing, mind blowing. Uh, yeah, thank you. I still can't even believe it. And then moving forward, I just wonder. I would love to meet Shia LaBeouf. Because yeah. I have a lot of questions that I want to ask him specifically that are like style related that um, haven't, I, I feel like, you know, have been alluded to. Like I thought uh, uh, his Hot Ones was amazing. Shout out to homie Sean Evans. I think he yeah. did a good job. And he asked a bit about fashion and, and Shia scratched the surface there talking about shape and color. But like I want to really talk about, because I, 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 it's embarrassing how much I know about the stuff he's worn over the years. But I want to talk about the Uggs. I want to talk about the, you know. Uh, the golden goose sneakers i want it there's so much i want to really dig into that like the only place that's ever going to happen is failing upwards so shy if you're listening to this which i know you're not please come on the pod dude that that would be epic uh yeah they were and then who's ultimate blamo guest i don't know ralph ralph lauren oh for real that's i mean that'll fingers crossed probably never happen i don't know i've heard i heard some rumors yeah we'll see um, is Lawrence friends with ASAP Rocky? I swear I heard one song where ASAP says something about something about LAS. No, I'm not friends with ASAP Rocky. Yeah, I've met Rocky many times, um, but are we? I wish I, I wish I was friends with ASAP Rocky. <laughs> and no, I have not been uh, name name checked in any bar. Yeah, I don't listen too much to. I like ASAP, but I wouldn't. I don't even know what that that's that's reference. I don't even know what. Yeah. The references there, but um, no, I'm not, I'm not friends with Rocky. But that's cool that there's some people that like think I am. I'd rather, yeah, <laughs> I'm friends with ASAP Rocky. Or how about this? Are there any rappers you are somewhat cordial or friends with? I don't know. Obviously, the one I've worked with the most would be Cardi. Um, but you know, it's like, listen, man. At the end of the day, like, you know, rappers are not your friends, right? They are trying to use you for something. I'm not saying that because the rappers are bad people, but uh, no, I'm not like friendly with any rapper. I have some rappers' phone numbers, but it's all through like work and professional stuff. Um, gotcha. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, okay, couple couple more questions, and we're gonna wrap. Um, all right, this is a longer one. Lawrence and James talk a lot about the post sneaker world. Will the post sneaker world be the gateway towards a post streetwear world? Yeah, uh, and 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 it just it depends on where the money is, right? Well, can you real quick just for people who oh, may sure. be under a rock, what is the post sneaker world? Oh no, that's just like it's it's like a bit that is that is grounded in reality that we use on failing upwards to kind of talk about the idea that we if you don't think that there's a sneaker bubble and we're at fucking peak sneaker fucking fandom uh you're insane i mean this is you're you're clearly not paying attention the the prices of sneakers the amount of releases it's too much and um as someone who loves sneakers i would actually like to see it be scaled back a bit um it's just it's just i think it's just too much and um the the kind of point we're trying to make on the show is that while sneakers are always going to be around 
and they are big business. And as long as they're big business, they will continue to be shoved in our faces. Um, I think there is this fatigue that is setting in and you do maybe see a lot of people. I like to say tasteful people maybe kind of rediscovering other elements of footwear. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say like we're, we've been brainwashed by the sneaker industry, but I think there are some people that are potentially um, that have have lost the plot a bit. But as far as the post streetwear world, I think it's it really comes down to where the money is. Right. Capital F fashion uh, is fascinated and fixated on streetwear because there is a ton of money to be made by making clothes that, you know, reference stuff that skateboarders wear and that you know people real people wear on the streets and what rappers wear so i get that now uh where will the money go next i I don't know i don't i can't even begin to speculate i don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon though to be totally frank i I don't think um you know italian tailoring or something is gonna come back as strong as it and that's the other thing too it's like you and i exist in this world where sometimes I feel like people get like horse blinders on, like when you and I were wearing like Isaiah and Cuccinelli, like every single day, that wasn't like some huge trend that like, you know, made up, you know, a billion dollars worth of business. Uh, That's true. So like the, so this idea of like, you know, where are we going to go next? It's like, please remember that like, okay, this, the sneaker market is, is a billion dollars. The, um, sneaker resale market is approaching a billion dollars. Supreme itself as a company is worth a billion dollars. So the Supreme fucking resale market, what is that? It's like there's too much money for, for capital F fashion to not be fixated on, on, on clothes that resemble that aesthetic. That just is what it is. So where the money goes next, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, uh, good luck. You know, I, I, could, I could speculate all day. Um, but uh, capital F fashion and everything that comes with it is going to go where the money is, and that's where the money is. So we're going to stay put, I think, for a while. But um, but uh, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Let's talk in five years and see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I mean, I I just think people get bored, so it's like you know, it's also fair. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm trying to remember. Is like I'm I'm probably butchering this quote, but I was at that like permanent style symposium the other day, and Nick Sullivan was there, and he was talking about how like his 15 year old is all of a sudden getting really into suits hmm. because he's burnt out from streetwear. Damn. And he's like, he's his like, dad's also Nick Sullivan. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nick. Yeah. Which, which I think, but I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I'm like, I don't ever see streetwear going away only because it's easier to do when you think about all True. the suits and the stuff, barrier of entry, right. Is also crazy much lower than, you know? Yeah. Like you buy, say you get a jacket, you get that jacket and then you got to spend a bunch of money to get it tailored to make mm-hmm. sure it fits you and make sure it looks good on yeah. you. And then even then, like someone might critique your your fit, where you're like, "Oh, your sleeves are too short." Versus, like, you put on a hoodie, so, no yeah. one's gonna argue whether or not it fits, yeah, or anything. It's it's way cheaper. You're not shelling out all that money, exactly. Because, like, I don't think any, I don't think like Laura Piana or Cuccinelli or any of these companies are like, "Oh man, we're really hoping that streetwear comes back to us." Because they're like, they're already doing fine. Yeah, there's lots of people, sure. lots of yeah. you know, older people who don't need or or like are looking to buy Supreme. Yeah, we're yeah. That's the thing that while all this stuff is big business, let's not forget we're just talking like about a very laser specific type of way that people dress. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah, let's so let's not lose sight of that. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know if yeah, I don't I don't see 
kids wearing suits to high school. I mean, listen, if you're wear if you're wearing fucking like crazy hypey shit, you're probably getting bullied to begin with in high school. I don't think wearing a suit and a turtleneck the next day is going to make everyone think you're cool and get you laid all of a sudden. So, yeah. you know, I don't I don't I don't know. I again, I don't know what will what will be next. Um but um yeah, I mean, it really like just, you know, again, for for fashion it's just showing me the money and it's like um and also here's the other thing too. Let's talk about who who are the influencers? Think about like the top tier of people influencing on instagram it's like all those guys are are they're rappers and they wear yep. streetwear and or they're people tangentially related to that world and it's like those are the coolest dudes that live like the most and you know if you're a young kid that's who you're trying to emulate and like so how are those guys gonna, are those guys gonna start wearing suits probably not yeah know? as soon so, as drake stops wearing hoodies then then you can well, wear. well drake probably has the least influence of all these guys to be fair because like Drake, I love Drake, but I don't think anyone thinks like Drake is a style icon because he wears Brioni and shit, right? When he's on his like fake mafioso shit. But like, oh yeah, I, I don't think that, I don't think that's it, I don't think that's influencing anybody. Yeah. Um. No, I mean like, and, and also when a guy like ASAP Rocky does wear a suit, it's like some fucking super esoteric, crazy Gucci thing or whatever, which is still probably more closer to streetwear, to streetwear <laughs> than even like traditional tailoring, even though that stuff I'm sure is extremely well made. Um, but, but yeah, so I don't know, again, let's talk in five years, people, and people have been asking me uh, this question a lot, um, but I honestly think, like, uh, I think in, like, literally three, I don't know if you consider three years from now a long time, I think things will be fairly the same, to be honest, I don't see any, I don't see any big sea change coming, um, anytime soon, even though, you know, fashion, the hype cycle is like it's like um you know it's so fast now right where like a thing is cool or like super hot and then like literally a month later it might be passe right it might be played out so yeah. even though we're in that kind of like insane hype cycle i, I still th- i see the greater kind of look kind of holding holding steady what i will say is that i think that um what could i think influence and change things is like i think how and i i guess i've talked a lot about um the the jab the japanese or, or japanese brands on this pot already because like i think like the way that they can do streetwear like the mixing and matching like a brand like engineered garments like they put out hoodies but like they also put out other stuff and it's like i, I think that there's a way to kind of like you know you could like you can wear a hoodie and wear loafers right you don't have and i guess maybe that's back to the that kind of brings full circle this idea of the post sneaker post sneaker world but I, I think there's interesting ways to mix and match stuff where the you ultimately end up looking like an individual and not like a you know a carbon copy um you know hype beast type dude um that you see like walking around Soho with like you know tons of shopping bags but um but yeah I don't know again who who who's to say for sure yeah we'll see it as it happens I no I agree I mean I don't I don't really see my I've like I feel like such a rude person saying this or whatever but like a part of me is like yeah like the whole street world streetwear thing and sneakers thing like i'm just not even i don't know i'm i haven't bought sneakers in a long time anyway i'm, I'm buying hokas to yeah. run in yeah right for a real <laughs> for a real for for function not yeah, for yeah. form um but yeah then again i don't know whatever yeah who cares Lawrence, <laughs> well who gives a shit? on that note the where, summary where is, what you want where, where, where you want. want who gives a shit uh shout out to 1792 for making that sweet sweet silky silky bourbon thanks guys appreciate um, you larry you got anything else you want to say no all right all right love <laughs> everyone bye see ya peace you've been listening to blamo our theme music is by the mysterious breakmaster cylinder shout out to 1792 bourbon for sponsoring the pod 
Always drink responsibly and be sure to check out the drink and style guide at 1792bourbon.com forward slash Blamo. You can follow us on Instagram at Blamo Podcast or send us an email at info at See you next week. Thank you.